Howdy, everybody. I am Jay Barron, founder of Madtown Agency. And this is Rusty Hall, a longtime manager of Lead Engagement. And we are with Madtown. Uh, what we do is consulting and marketing for accounting firms. And today we want to talk about inexpensive ways to help you grow your database. Um, you know, a lot of firms right now, they are struggling with how they can grow their email marketing database to actually help them meet their revenue goals. And this is a major problem within firms because they're lucky to have maybe, I would say, 100, 200 prospects in their database, Rusty. And we're finding that really to see growth and help you hit your revenue targets, you need to have at least 2,000 active, active prospects in your marketing list to, re list to really start seeing a lift in revenue. Yeah, and you can really kind of figure that out kind of just based on some estimations on your conversion rate, um, you know, how many you expect to close and kind of some historical data. So, it, you, you know, you can really find out how big your database needs to be uh, based on those historical rates. So um, it's pretty easy to figure out if you're going to fall short or you're going to hit those targets. Right, right. No, that's actually a great point. I mean, a lot of, you know, accounting from websites, they're lucky to generate a few hundred visitors a month right now. It, it would take literally them 10 to 20 years to actually hit that mark of actually getting to, to 2,000 active prospects because they just don't generate enough uh, practice uh, traffic right now. And that's where they're, they're really struggling is the organic growth just takes too long to really get them to those meaningful numbers. And, you know, growing a database is always a grind. Um, one of the things, you know, as marketers that we're always trying to, trying to chase down is a lot of people do the live events thing. Um, you know, you're trying to really get out there and grow stuff organically. All that stuff takes a lot of time, though. Um, so, you know, to get out there and try to do it through organic search or try to get people to, you know, come to your, come to your page and just sign up into your database, um, time-consuming process takes a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of resource. So the problem we're kind of left here with is we know that we're too small to hit those revenue targets, uh, but how are we gonna how are we gonna help grow that database out quickly and fairly inexpensively, Jay? Right, and I think that's where we really start looking into you know digital marketing, honestly. So we look at things like you know how can we use social media marketing? How can we look at doing uh, digital marketing tactics and developing out cornerstone assets that you know that we kind of recommend? You know how can we look at even doing like a, a list purchase as well to kind of you know, help them really grow that database. And one tactic we always kind of recommend for accounting firms to implement is, is to actually develop out actually a really big cornerstone asset. So this cornerstone asset is going to be a, a major lead driver. You know, a lot of firms they're stuck with, you know, a lot of their calls to action are really just contact us, get a consultation. Well, that's great for all your bottom of the funnel leads. But if you really want to grow that database, you need to find those top and those mid middle funnel leads. Yeah, you do see that a lot. Like the, you know, the CTA is kind of a direct contact contact point, um, and you're really kind of jumping over the the assets and the things that help grow your database. Like again, like you stated, it's great for kind of those bottom funnel guys um, to go ahead and have that kind of late stage call to action. Um, but you know what we're focusing on here, obviously, is the the lead generation aspect. So we're wanting to fill the funnel, and that's where something like a, a cornerstone asset that people are going to get some uh, non sales pitchy uh, industry relevant research and insight, uh, things like that that are really going to more promote like your, your need in the industry um, and get people some education before we're going in for that pitch. And all we're really asking for that exchange is just their contact information to get them into the database. Right. Not even all their contact information. We get a name and email just so we can start nurturing that prospect. That's a that's a huge win for us. Yeah, I think well, that's one of the things that people people miss, and it's kind of an equivalent exchange of like you know the the barrier. What am I giving up to get this asset, and how valuable is that asset to me? So you want to come up with something that's a really great asset, but you also want to make like uh, to your point, you want to make that kind of exchange really uh, really fair to them, right? So I'll, I might give you my name and email uh, to get this really slick third party report. Um, I'm not going to give 
give you my LinkedIn and my phone number and all that other contact information. But again, for nurturing purposes, we don't really need that as you as you enter into the top of the funnel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this will be, you know, this cornerstone asset too. Why we promote it so much is it's a great strategy because then we can actually promote it in other channels. So we're having a lot of firms actually have success now. So they create this cornerstone asset, and then they go actually create Facebook ads around it. Um, Facebook allows, allows you to do really highly relevant targeting, so you can pick the industry you want to go after, the company size, titles, and everything else. And the great thing is it's dirt cheap. So I mean, you can get. Um, you know, we're seeing people get, you know, a few hundred downloads a month, you know, and they're not spending very much uh, with the, the Facebook marketing and even LinkedIn marketing. So you can really grow that database really quickly if you have a really good asset and then you can start doing very affordable marketing around it to really help you drive, uh, drive that database and get it to that 2000 mark. Yeah, see, that's a great point, too, when you talk about uh, using these assets for social media marketing, because we're talking about a, you know, a fairly intensive uh, asset to create. Um, you know, you got to put the research into it, make it really quality. Uh, but then the good news is you've got some, some pretty uh, cost-effective channels to push it out on. Um, so, yeah, it may be a little expensive to develop the, the right asset, the right key piece of content, um, but people are on those social media forums looking for content. I mean, that's really what we're talking about when we talk about social media marketing. People are on Facebook and Twitter reading content anyway so this is just like kind of the next level right like it's kind of a step up on the content that uh, people will consume on a social media site so that's one of the things that makes social media advertising uh, a really great channel for uh, for these these digital assets that we're talking about Right, right. Yeah. And social media is great too. A lot of people, especially in accounting firms, still think it's not like a, a really big business lead generator, but the level of targeting you can now do on social media makes it truly worth it. And another area I think a lot of firms miss too, especially is is more on uh, the PPC aspect or AdWords doing uh, social, social mar or not social marketing, but search marketing on those PPC channels. I don't see a lot of firms actually investing in that. And there's a huge opportunity because of that where you know, they can actually take this cornerstone asset, they can run ads around maybe specific pain points. So when people are searching, those are definitely gonna be more of those late stage prospects as well, which is great. But as people are searching, you can actually hit them with your ads. You can then send them to that cornerstone asset and actually start developing leads and actually even driving quicker revenue that way when you can actually really get down into their pain points uh, with with search intent and understand the search intent that, that a prospect's actually searching uh, within Google and stuff like that. Yeah, and that's a good point too. And, you know, Jay's obviously a PPC guru over here. He's got a lot of depth <laughs> and experience in it. So uh, he would know. But uh, but one of the things that you do see is people, oh, I want to do some, some uh, PPC advertising stuff. And they go after these really broad topics. Yeah, that's There's right. A ton of stuff out there, right? And you're going to be paying a fortune, um, you know, just to get in the game, like, you know, a tenth of the time or less, right? If, if yeah. you're lucky. Whereas if you've got something that's really targeted, that's very you know specific, something that's maybe uh, outside of where everybody else is targeting, right. you're going to come up with not only a, a less expensive way to go after that PPC, but the the product, the the prospects that are going to be coming in are going to be specifically looking for that stuff, and yeah. so that automatically gives you a higher return because the people that you're going to get are going to be more engaged in your your specific uh, niche. No, that, that's right. A lot of people, when they take out PPC, they target the broad phrases like, you know, accounting firm and then, or accounting firm even like Dallas or accounting firm San Francisco or business accounting. And, and those, those phrases honestly don't work too well, especially like with the cornerstone asset strategy, if you're trying to build a database, you know, if you come up with a, um, you know, if you, let's say you want to start targeting searches, like you want to do a consulting for retail as an example, and you want to hit more of those 
those people who have a specific problem and you want to consult them on or consulting growth and things like that. And then you target those ads and then you send them to a landing page where you have this cornerstone asset that specifically talks about that problem they just searched. You're going to get a lot more downloads. Your cost per lead is going to go way down um, and you're going to just drive a lot more revenue that way. And that's where a lot of firms are still struggling. That's why we're talking about this. A lot of firms just don't know how to drive revenue through digital channels right now. Yeah, and that's true. And again, with the specifics, once you kind of drill down into the, you know, the, the more narrow topics that you're willing to target, um, that plays across all of the stuff we're talking about, right? So now we're talking about specific hashtags and social media. We're talking about specific groups that you can go out and target um, that are not like the big, broad accounting firms of America kind of thing, right? Um, this is spe in specific um, vertical stuff, specific yep. to, to part of the industry, um, not the industry as a whole. So you kind of start to, you you know, picking a path across uh, PPC and social and your advertising and, and where you're putting this stuff based on this kind of specific targeting for certain groups. Right. Yeah. And I think that's where, you know, the last point we can talk about that, that we recommend a lot of firms usually implement. Because like I said, even even doing these paid channels, it still takes time to build to build that database. And if you know, you're kind of tight on budget and you don't have tons where you can spend money in, into these other marketing channels, uh, we, we actually highly recommend that people actually do a purchase list. Um, this is really for firms that I would say have their, 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 their niche developed out. So they have a niche developed out. They know exactly who their target audience is. Now they just need to build their database. They go out, they purchase the list, and they can actually start targeting that list immediately. I mean, we've had success with firms being able to actually set up a, appointments immediately on that first email because, because they have a targeted niche. The list speaks to that niche. The email that, that they develop out actually speaks to that niche. And then when they go to their website, it speaks to that niche as well. Um, and they can get a lot of traction really quickly. Well, and you know, when this first came up and, and Jay and I were kind of planning this podcast and talking about this stuff, we wanted to include list purchase. Um, I've been doing email engagement and database management for uh, a lot of years now and um, spent a lot of time, you know, never buy a list, don't buy a list, don't buy yeah, a list. Yeah, we hear but, that all the time. But, um, and, and to be fair, it, it's about how you go buying that list, right? It's what, what are you buying? Are you buying a really broad list of, uh, of names and email contacts and your particular topic that you're going to be emailing them about is not of interest to them? Yeah, in that case, you didn't do your due diligence when you went and purchased that list. Um, the deal is now, research companies um, obviously have a, a ton of data on the leads that you can uh, that you can purchase. So they'll be able to kind of drill down and, and give you guys. They won't be as big a list, but they'll be more targeted. And targeted is really what we're talking about. When was the last time you got an email on something you were actually interested in that you didn't click on, right? Now you get junk all the time, sure. But uh, you know, let's say you know my my side hobby is I'm a bass player, right? And if somebody buys a list of bass players here in Dallas and sends me a, a cold email that talks about you know the the latest greatest amp or bass or whatever it is, I'm automatically interested, even if I don't know. Uh, necessarily where that's coming from or, or who this person is. I'm interested in the topic. So um, list purchasing when done right, uh, as Jay said, I think can be a great way to get started. And, uh, you know, the worst case scenario, make sure that you've got your unsubscribes in there um, so that people, you know, if they're not interested, they'll unsubscribe. Odds are they won't even do that. They'll just delete the email. But the guys who are interested, yep. and if you buy the list right, um, those are going to be quick uh, and valuable prospects to, uh, to get into your database. Yeah, and we're seeing less than a 1% 1, 1 unsubscribe rate on those list purchases right now. So, I mean, they do work when done right. And the best part is tomorrow you can have your list of 2,000 prospects that you need to get to to really start driving revenue. Yeah, and I'll, and I'll say I've seen, um, you know, when, when 
through targeted list buying, through some of these targeted purchases, uh, I've actually seen the engagement rate in some instances be higher um, than, uh, than some of our organic stuff that comes in, just kind of based on the, on the company and the industry. But yeah, I've worked with some companies before um, where they've done that, and actually their, their purchase leads had a higher engagement rate based on email and digital asset clicks uh, than their organic leads that they already had in the database. So pretty fascinating. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It is. And I think maybe that's actually probably a good segue where we can talk about, you know, how you can actually. So, you know, I did social media marketing. I maybe did PPC. I've been building my list organically. I went and purchased a list to fill in the gap. You know, I'm at my 2,000 prospects. Now, how can I actually go out and start marketing them, you know, in a really effective way through email marketing? And I think that's where... You know, a lot of firms are struggling right now, too, is, you know, they're just sending out a weekly email. They don't really understand, okay, I'm getting these prospects. Now, how do I get them to a sales-ready state? And I think, you know, one strategy we've been talking about and, and that we implement a lot, and actually I wrote a blog post on this uh, a year or two ago as well, is really implementing a, like a high-velocity type campaign. Why don't you kind of tell me a little bit more about what that high-velocity campaign looks like, Rusty? Yeah, so this was actually something that, that Jay and I kind of batted around a little bit. Um, and, you know, the typical, uh, when, when nurturing came out, out, um, you know, years ago, and we got these kind of nurture engines and these fancy email programs. The thought was, well, everybody that comes in is going to start getting that top-level content, right? So you've got your your typical awareness stage and your interest stage, and you know, the typical of what you'd see for a, a funnel. So everybody gets this real light content up front, and it's got light CTAs like go visit our FAQ, you know, our, uh, our our tech data sheets or something that's kind of a basic level overview, um, which is great. That works for a long-term run, but. You've got these guys that you're bringing in, uh, whether you've got them in from social media, you know they're already engaged, right? Or you've got them from the list where their uh, their interest on the topic is going to be aligned with what you're talking to them about. So why not flip that, right? So what we talked about was give them the option if they're already engaged, go ahead and give them that late stage CTA and let's see how quickly we can get them on the phone. Yep. Let's see how quickly we can get them to register for more content, maybe register for a webinar. Yep. Heck, sign up to receive our podcast. Yeah, because we find what a lot of firms did is they start with the early stage content first and by the time they get them to the late stage, it's already been several weeks. You don't want to do that. You want to find the, the people who are interested now as soon as possible. Yeah, and, and if they've been active on, uh, let's say, a social media channel or something like that, they've already looked at all that content that's on your your, uh, your Twitter feed, your Facebook, your LinkedIn. Um, they, they're already pretty well mid to late stage by the time you start hitting them with nurture emails if those are the channels that they came in on. Right. Yeah. So like the high velocity, so what it is to us is it's really, it starts, it's, we, we look at it as three emails. So we'll implement in a firm. It's, it's three emails long. Typically each email is spread out between seven to 10 days. And that first email is a late, extremely late stage email. So typically it's something around a case study uh, with results. So the subject line might be something like, you know, around like, you know, a tax savings. Maybe you saved a client, you know, $100,000 in tax savings last year. Um, so you're going to call that out in the subject line. And then within the, the email copy, you'll have one to two sentences, maybe three, that kind of discuss it. You'll have a link that hopefully goes to that case study. And then lastly, you're going to have something that allows them to schedule an appointment as well. Um, and you'll see really high engagement on that. And, and then you'll find, so that first email, especially someone if they're in that niche, 
um, that you've developed out, they're going to be interested in that email. And we're seeing high response rates to those email where people actually, so a lot of people firms are doing email marketing, they're not getting responses. And with a high velocity campaign, you're actually going to get responses where people respond, they're going to say, tell me more, I'd like to set up an appointment, especially if they're within that industry that that email came out from with that first email. Yeah, and this is another good chance too. Um, let, we, let me go back to that cornerstone asset we talked about a little bit. So if we know the guys that have done that and we, we start running through like, you know, a high velocity cadence, something like that, uh, one of those first uh, emails is going to have something that references questions that they might have specific to that content and a chance to set up a time to talk with us about it. Um, yep. So you've already downloaded the asset. We know that we know that you read it. You've probably got questions about how this relates to you. Let's make that first contact, uh, first call to action uh, to reach back out to us so that we can visit with you specifically about how, you know, whatever the key takeaway for that content was, how that relates to your business and what you're doing. Right. Yeah. So why don't we talk about two really quickly about um, how, how we're determining so high velocity. What happens if I interact with that email then? Or what if I don't interact? Like, how do I move through a high-velocity campaign? Yeah, so again, it's kind of it's kind of the flip funnel approach, right? So we'll, we'll hit with that kind of late-stage call to action, uh, you know, sign up for an appointment, right? Uh, if we don't get any uh, interaction on that, then we'll kind of move you to something that's um, still kind of a late-stage. It might be, you know, download another case study, give us a little more information about yourself. Um, and then finally on that third one is where we'll kind of take it and we'll be like, hey, Maybe you weren't interested in these things, but you know, here's some of the other resources that we have available. Kind of check these out, and that's right. where you start. It's almost like you kind of transition them into that nurture campaign because if they don't interact with that, we're going to kind of pass them back into that long run educational right. nurture. Um, so we kind of you know start out fast with the the heavy hitting call to actions, and then if there's there's no interaction um, with a specific prospect, we'll kind of take them back um, and slowly integrate them into nurture. So then right. they'll start getting our, our longer run nurture campaigns. Right, right. Yeah, so to really break it down, what we do is if they click the link in the late stage email, we're going to keep sending them case studies and assume they're close to a buying cycle because that's the type of content they're interested in. If they don't engage with that email, we'll send them to a stage two email. So that's how the high velocity works. We're sending them actually down the funnel um, to assume they're not in a buying cycle. Stage two will be, you know, it could be a white paper or something yeah. or that resource. Or if they haven't received that cornerstone asset, you could send them that as part of the email as well um, for that stage two email. And again, if they don't interact with that email, what we're looking for, guys, is link clicks. So if they don't click that email, uh, that link and that second email, we then assume they're not in a buying cycle at all. We just want to nurture that prospect. So we send them a stage one email, and that's going to be your blog content. Again, what we're looking for is just interactions. We want them to start interacting with our brand. So that's why we start with the stage three case study. Stage two is a white paper. Stage one through the high velocity, the last email is just very generic. We're just saying, hey, you're, you're clearly not in a buying cycle. I just want you to interact with us. Here's some generic content. You know, it could be the blog content, it could be other white paper content. Like, again, we're just looking for that link link click to, to just we want engagements with our brand yeah and this is another good chance to um, we'll, we'll probably cover this in a later podcast but as you're going through these you can kind of look at those link clicks and interaction even if people aren't reaching back out to you if you're not getting a hold of them based on those interactions you can start tailoring how you're going to nurture them too for a longer run nurture so um, you know you get a lot of good information uh, out of running them through, through the high velocity first and you get some insight into where their particular interests lie right yeah yeah and, and lastly I think we should talk about maybe I think for a lot of firms, this seems like a lot of work, you know, especially if they're only managing a few hundred prospects right now. They probably yeah. have, you know, a MailChimp or a campaign monitor or something like that. And actually, all those tools have a lot of great features. But, you know, what we really help firms do is actually 
automate this. So they don't actually have to do any of the work at all. It actually doesn't cost very much. They can continue to use programs such as MailChimp to do it. But you know, how can we actually, how can firms start to automate this to make it really easy? Yeah, and that's a good point. A lot of these tools are pretty inexpensive now, um, and with a little bit of setup, um, a little bit of time, you can you can go ahead and build this kind of these kind of cadences and campaigns out. Um, and the nice thing about that is having these tools that are pretty cost effective. And as we talked about earlier, with the list purchases and the lead channels that we'll be sending this stuff out through, uh, you could take some of that money that you're going to be saving on these more effective, uh, more cost effective tools and these more cost effective channels, and you can dump that money into creating that really high quality cornerstone asset. Right. Yeah, I mean, so like a lot of times what we're helping firms do too is, you know, we'll do like complete integration. So we we'll use a tool like Zapier. Um, so let's say they're running Facebook ads. We'll link the Facebook ads up to their CRM and their email marketing solution. So if, if a, let's say someone downloads the cornerstone asset, that Zapier will send that to your CRM. It'll send it to your email solution, such as MailChimp. And then it's auto going to trigger that high velocity campaign we just talked to. So as a prospect, they're going to get that high late stage piece of content automatically. It'll wait those 7 to 10 to 14 days. It'll send that next piece if they don't interact with it. And it'll auto set it up so you know uh, when a prospect comes in, they're automatically already being nurtured. If they're showing interest in your late stage content, we'll notify the, the, the firm of that. So the firm leaders say, hey, we have somebody who's interacting with our late stage content. It might be worth reaching out and actually set up an email. So we can get full automation across everything. And like, and like you know, Rusty said, it's cheap. Zapier is, is $15 a month. I mean, you can get MailChimp for 2,000 prospects for, I mean, I don't even think it's more than, than $30 to $40 yeah, a month right now. Very cheap for what you get. Um, yeah, and, and Mailchimp, Mailchimp will do that that full integration. If you don't have a CRM right now, I mean, you can get HubSpot CRM for free, and it does a lot of you know everything you need. And we can get full integration between between all those platforms. Yeah, and the nice thing about it is too, you know, not only does this kind of save uh, a lot of time and, and the hassle out of setting these things up, but once they're set up and they're automated, you have the same cadence every time. So you can really start to go back and see, you know, what length of cadence works, when does this email need to go, and because it's automated, we have a good idea that we can go back and we can improve that process. We can kind of optimize because we know it was the same cadence. So, you know, let's try, uh, you know, moving this email up in the cadence or let's try adding in, you know, it's a stage for phone call contact here or something like that. So once you have that process, um, in place and, uh, and see that it's working, then we can actually start to even optimize that automation between those systems. Yep. No, and that's that's great. So this is kind of you know our introduction to really kind of help firms get email marketing going. Again, the biggest problem that, that firms are, are really running into is they just don't have enough enough prospects right now. So hopefully this guys will really help you kind of look at how you can build the list. You know, we do have a blog post out there on our website, how to get new accounting clients quickly, which will really kind of talk about some of the strategies we discussed to really help you kind of build pipeline, get get that database of 2,000 prospects. So that needs to be your goal. If you don't have a database of 2,000 prospects, you need to go back, listen to this podcast and figure, okay, what tactics can I implement to get to that 2,000? Because organically, it's just going to take you too long and you're never going to see growth otherwise. Yeah. And uh, again, in this whole situation, time is not your friend. Uh, so that's why we really wanted to talk to you about like how to get them engaged once you got them in there. Because you know the minute that we go out there and we get a prospect, uh, we're, we're losing time on that. Um, we want to keep that engagement high and we want to be getting Getting to them as soon as we can. So right. um, again, just kind of uh, having uh, having a, a good strategy and a good plan, and then uh, knowing how to execute on it is, is really key in a timely fashion. Yep. No, I mean, I, I think that really kind of sums it up. You know, and last, I just wanted to bring up, we do offer a free digital marketing assessment. 
So if you're really trying to figure out, okay, how can I grow that database? You know, what am I doing wrong with my website? You know, go to our website. We have a 30-minute digital marketing assessment. We'll, we'll actually benchmark your firm really quickly, walk you through a quick, yep. some quick ideas that we can help you out with uh, to really kind of help you get that going. Awesome. Good stuff. All right. Thank you, guys.